Hi, everybody. Will Alexander from Will Alexander's Dog Show Tips, brought to you by Canine Chronicle TV and ProPlan. Uh, today we have on our on air is uh, Dr. Valeria Ricard, and I'm hoping that she will set our, our minds at ease and talk about this virus that's going around and uh, what we can do about it at the bigger shows. So uh, sit back and listen to this important message. Hi, everybody. Will Alexander here from Dog Show Tips and Canine Chronicle TV. Uh, we have a special guest tonight is Dr. Valeria Ricard from Jovel Airedales. And also, uh, she's judging, I think you're using terriers and toys and sporting now. Is that what you judge now? And non-sporting. And non-sporting. Well, mm-hmm. hard to keep up. Wow, that's excellent. <laughs> um, but Dr. Ricard, has, uh, as I'm going to ask her about this dog flu that's going on. How are you tonight, Valeria? I know you're very busy, and I thank you so much for, for coming to see us. So I'm very happy to be here. I'm happy to um, educate people and put some people at ease and maybe make some people aware of some of the things that are going on. That's so perfect. thank you for inviting me. So um, this dog flu, what can you tell us from your end, from the from a veterinarian's end? Veterinarian's so, end. Sorry. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily call it a dog flu. It's a respiratory complex. So there has been an increased number of respiratory cases, not just in the last few weeks. I want to say statistically in our hospital, at least for the last probably three, four months, I would classify it as this poll. There has been about maybe 30% increase of respiratory cases. And those respiratory cases, um, uh, they present usually as a cough, uh, frequently associated with the dog going to some public places or being exposed to um, other animals and uh, other dogs like dog parks, pet smarts, um, sometimes dog shows, sometimes training, boarding facilities. And they present with usually very dry, goose honking type of cough. Um, some people reported that it progresses to bad pneumonias. In my hands, in our hospital, uh, we've just seen the increase in those cases. I don't think we've had anybody who really became, who did not respond to treatment and needed to be uh, hospitalized beyond IV medications or died. I mean, there are, you know, people ask me those questions. We haven't had that severe of a cases. It might be um, different from different parts of the country because I live in a relatively affluent area where our clientele is very well vaccinated. And um, and for the most part, um, animals um, uh, are well protected. So just, I guess the easiest analogy, because people relate to COVID, probably the easiest, um, yeah. and it's it has nothing to do with, with dogs, but uh, we always tell people that if you're immunosuppressed, or if your immune system is not working well or you're compromised in one way or the other, you're more likely to have a much more severe version of COVID. So same applies to this respiratory complex. And I'll I'll describe, and there are several okay. causative agents that can cause it. But I think it affects more severely the patients that are um, suppressed in some, in some way, sick in some other way, or not, not well vaccinated. So I guess because people lived through COVID for the last three years, maybe that's the simplest analogy for them to understand. Um, so besides the, the, the way the 
the, the cough is the main presenting concern, but sometimes if the cough is very severe, animal might not want to eat or, or drink as much. And that's when you can have some other complications because of dehydration or other things. Not many animals had huge fevers. If it is a fever, it's a very mild fever. Um, and sometimes people actually confuse coughing with vomiting and they come in for the initial visit and they say, my dog is retching or vomiting, but it's actually due to cough because mm -hmm. the cough is irritating enough right. to where it makes them do that. Um, so there are several possible causes for this respiratory complex. And it is a complex because it can be due to viruses. And there's several viruses, a flu, which is what we, you originally asked me about. Um, it can also be a dog coronavirus, which is not as common, respiratory coronavirus. It can be sometimes even distemper virus um, or parainfluenza, uh, herpes virus, so a variety of viruses. But it can also be bacterium um, and um, strep bacteria is most common. It can also be due to mycoplasma. Um, so there are many different possible um, agents that can cause it. The presentation is, for the most part, pretty similar as to how the patient presents itself. So the only way to really differentiate and know the cause, or actually what, what you know, when your dog is coughing, obviously um, the owner would want to take the dog to veterinarian. So what you can expect from your veterinary visit is that veterinarian should probably do um, a deep throat swab, similar to if we were to go to a doctor and we were to have a strep throat swab, and get a sample of the um, phlegm. Uh, and um, that sample gets sent out for what's called respiratory PCR panel. A respiratory PCR panel, it's an amplified technology where the lab looks for the um, DNA particles of um, those different organisms. That's how they can differentiate if it's a virus or mycoplasma or bordetella. Um, and in the last three months, I want to say that probably the most cases that the, when we sent those tests, we had the most cases of mycoplasma. We did not have hardly any kennel cough because I want to say majority of animals are pretty well vaccinated against kennel cough. We had a little bit of a flu here and there, again, had to do with the vaccination status of the animal. But more than 50% of cases were mycoplasma related. So... Um, if on the clinical presentation the animal is very sick, then of course blood work would be indicated. If there's something that's heard in the lungs, then the radiographs would be indicated. But that's where the the owner of the dog has to have a trusting relationship with a veterinarian and a good physical examination is going to determine the course of action. Um, but that respiratory panel is the easiest way to um, get an answer. Um, and while while the lab is running the test, it's not an immediate test, unfortunately. In human medicine, you can get strep throat swab done literally within an hour or two. It, it takes a couple days. Then you initiate the treatment, and you usually do the treatment um, based on what's most common at first. And frequently, we use either doxycycline antibiotic or we use Batril antibiotic, depending on the severity of symptoms. Those antibiotics get mycoplasma and bacteria, Remember, there are really no treatments for viruses. The virus has to run its course. Right. So usually symptoms are going to last 10 to 14 days. But supportive care is important. So if the animal is dehydrated, not drinking, then fluids will be helpful. If there's any abnormalities on the blood work, if there are any secondary opportunistic infections, then antibiotics are indicated for that. You can do, uh, you can boost up the immune system. You can use um, DMG supplement that's very good for the immune system. And overall, um, you know, a good mineral vitamin supplement that, that helps with the overall well-being. Antioxidants, vitamin C, just similar to what we would take. 
um, and uh, just provide supportive care while the if it's a virus, while the virus runs its course, or until you get the answers. Uh, Clavamox is another antibiotic that's frequently veterinarian use. It just has really good uh, respiratory penetration. Most of those things, the, most of those cause, uh, viruses and, and bacteria that I described, they tend to cause more of the upper respiratory symptoms. So on the physical exam, it's the cough that's localized to the trachea, to the to your neck region. Um, not many of those agents go down into the lungs and cause pneumonia. It usually becomes as a sequela, as a complication, um, because the animal is either not treated or it doesn't have a good immune system or something else is going on concurrently, and then it becomes what's called lower airway disease, where it goes to the lungs, and then it can become quite problematic because right. pneumonias are not easy to treat, and they definitely require hospitalization. So with these big shows, oh, sorry, go on. So most of those agents, they're contagious. So, um, and they are spread by um, coughing at each other, sneezing at each other, licking. Um, so from a prevention point of view, um, the best is to, obviously, if you have a sick dog, please be aware that it is contagious and don't take it places. Um, no matter how important the dog show is, if it, you know, it's, you gotta be aware of that you will affect the life of many, many people around you if you bring a sick animal. Um, and um, if you have an animal that needs to go and compete and, you know, try to avoid dog parks and other public areas beforehand, because you don't really know. It, most of the time, I want to say dog show people vaccinate their animals pretty well. Um, and that's the biggest thing that you can do as a preemptive type of strike. The um, American Veteran Association actually made a statement to where as part of the um, I don't want to say protection, but it's um, what what can you do to, to protect your animal besides isolation or not coming in contact is you can boost the vaccines for the things that we have vaccines for. So even if you don't have, um, if your animal is not due, let's say for another three months and you're expecting that you're going to go to an event where there will be a lot of animals coming into close contact with each other, I would suggest that you do boost your um, Bordetella vaccine, flu vaccine, and parainfluenza vaccine. Um, there's actually um, Nobivac has a has a it's, they call it respiratory vaccine and has three respiratory pathogens in there. It's adenovirus, parainfluenza, and Bordetella as a nasal drops. So that will be a good vaccine too. And it's a um, not systemic injection, so it doesn't. People always afraid to over vaccinate their dogs. So that specific vaccine is drops in the nose, so it provides local immunity, uh, and it kicks in within 72 hours of administration. Okay, I was going to ask next. That's good. Okay, 72 hours. So yeah, have, because the flu vaccinations require, uh, I mean, well, if your dog already had a vaccine, you can just do a booster and it boosts up the level of antibodies in the system and you protect it. Or at least if you come in contact with the flu, you will have a very mild version of it. Um, but for other things, unfortunately, for mycoplasma, there are no vaccines. And um, for some of the other pathogens that I mentioned, there are no other vaccines. But that's what you can do immediately. And um, that vaccine is fa fast acting, does not cause systemic body response. You don't need to worry about over vaccinating or causing some side effects it just drops in the nose and it protects that part which is where you know the first kind of where line of starts, defense right. yeah so but um you know uh, otherwise using common sense i mean try to avoid public expense you know because you don't really know who's been there so try to walk your dog um in a more open air fresh areas um try to um avoid maybe um 
crates close to an areas where there are a lot of dogs, just basically spacing out, like the way we spaced out during COVID. Again, I'm trying to make analogies that people right. understand yeah. or live through the, the uh, most recently. So that's kind of common sense. But if you have um, puppies at home, you have to really think, do you really want to take chances? And if you do take your dog to a dog show, then when you come back, isolate. Don't at least for a couple of days have the dog in a different area. Make sure that that dog does not bring something back to the puppies, because they are not protected. They are not vaccinated. It could be a mild illness in adults, and it could be much more severe illness in um, in little dogs. Right. Also. Um, Dogs that are pushed in faces like griffs, pugs, bulldogs, they are also more susceptible to those respiratory conditions because they don't have as good um, of the clearance in their nasal cavities and upper airways. And um, they tend to snort at each other much more than other breeds. Um, so I would just be a little bit more cautious with those, you know, pushed in faces. Now, as you're, you're a judge as well, are you taking any, anything as a judge? Are you looking at examining dogs differently in any way or well as a judge we also have to understand how it's transmitted so saliva snorting uh licking uh, so we go from one animal to another animal so the best way to protect yourself is um to the best way to protect the the, the animals well, the, the dogs that are in the ring is to wipe your hands thoroughly in between examining each dog that's the positive side. The negative side, sometimes there's a smell associated with chemicals and some dogs can spook. So you, you know, dry your hands, I guess, wash your hands well, wipe your hands well, and then dry them well so there's less alcohol smell. Uh, but that's the only way really to protect is um, allow the, the old exhibitors to show, except for the breeds where you can't do it, uh, where you need to do some exam, but allow, um, please don't be cavalier and open mouth as just have the exhibitors show the bite and do do it last. Um, and so that way you touch the dog. Maybe there's some smell of your dogs on your hands. So if you touch the head, touch the head last and then disinfect the hands um, in between. Good idea. Good common sense. Well, thank you. And uh, are you judging this weekend anywhere? Yes, I'm very much looking forward. I am going to Orlando. And, oh, I knew you were um, going to Orlando. Yeah. 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 Going to have a busy four days there. So I'm looking forward to it's always fun. It's always great competition. Lots of animals. Happy to see some of my friends I haven't seen in a long time. So it's always exciting. Well, thank you again. I really appreciate you coming down, coming on here and putting people's minds at, at ease to, to a degree. Yeah. So, so and, uh, vaccinate, separate, use common sense. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Larry. I really appreciate it. You're very welcome. Take care. Take care, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, doctor. That makes perfect sense. And I hope it helps people as they go on to this dog show uh, in Florida, um, the big event where there's going to be a lot of people there, a lot of dogs there. And I know that's in the back of a lot of people's minds, this this virus that's going around, this cold, this dog flu. Um, so I, I thank you again. I really hope this helped a little bit. Take care, guys, and stay safe out there and use common sense.